State of the division for the AL West post-trade deadline grades. Got Kendall McKee here. This is Ryan Finkelstein, managing editor at Just Baseball. We're going through all five teams here. We saw some movement uh, pretty much across the board in this division for the most part, except for your Rangers here. We're going to start <laughs> off, though, with the top team in this division, the team that's going to win the division, the Houston Astros. They make a couple of key moves they get Trey Mancini, they get Christian Vasquez to add two starters to their lineup, and then they make a deal close to the end of the deadline, flipping Jake Odorizzi for Will Smith to add a left-handed arm to their pen. Overall, what was your biggest takeaway from what the Astros did here? I think they made good moves for their team. Um, they they took their needs, and then they replaced some good players into those spots that were objectively pretty cheap. Um, like I don't feel like they gave up too much um so i don't know are we doing grades at the end ryan or are we doing them as we go here go for it what, what grades you got on the on the astros here so i i got a b plus for the astros i i, I love mancini him going to the astros kind of breaks my heart a little bit but uh i think it's really good for houston um as you said before we started recording his swing is great for the ballpark um and houston added some some veteran pieces that are going to be really good in the playoffs so yeah, for sure. And I mean, you look at what happened to Mancini this year, his numbers were tanked because of that changed wall at Camden Yards. It, it robbed him of at least nine or 10 home runs. You, you flip that for Minute Maid Park, suddenly a, a lot more juice for him. And to complement what they got with Jordan Alvarez now with Trey Mancini, uh, that's a yeah, really that's a nice. Yeah, yeah. And, and Vasquez, I think, is having a really good offensive season. They were getting nothing out of Maldonado. Um, <laughs> even his defense has been trailing off too. So when you have a defensive first catcher that's not framing well anymore, you probably should go get an addition. I didn't think they were going to. I felt like they were just going to kind of ride it out. And then I thought nice they were going to try for Contreras. I felt like yeah. that was going to be a more Astro-y move, you know. Uh, but Vasquez is good. I mean, they replaced uh, the defensive woes back there that – uh, Maldonado has so well I mean offensive woes more importantly yeah but yeah yeah it, it is I honestly I didn't even think Vasquez was gonna move so that that was uh and ironically he becomes the one catcher that does because I guess Kirk Casale got traded too but yeah Contreras and Sean Murphy both end up staying so interesting to see them make those moves Will Smith in the bullpen I think you know they're hoping he'll play up a little bit the Astros always seem to somehow get these guys to be even better spin rate super high <laughs> when they get there Exactly. I don't know if there's something that yeah, there's going something on there. there. So something there says it says the Rangers fan, but I, I kind of <laughs> feel you too though on that. Getting to I think the team that uh is gonna be followed closely uh in, in the second half here with the Mariners that I think everyone is kind of pulling for. We all want to see the Mariners finally break that playoff drought and they get an ace and they already technically had a one in Robbie Ray, but now they get Luis Castillo. And with that, I think we're giving them a pretty high grade here. Yeah, so we I went with an A, um, and the only reason I didn't go like A++ was they did have to give up quite a bit to get <laughs> Castillo. Um, Novelli is 
uh, going to be a star. Like that dude is very good. And if we just want to take a minute or one second to just pump the Cincinnati Reds farm system, they're <laughs> out of this world right now. The Cincinnati Reds, you know, like they were in a shambles, you know, less than a year ago where the GM was like, where are you going to go? And now they've got literally every gem you can find in the minor leagues. And I'm, I'm really happy for the Reds as being a guy who lives in Lexington. But anyway, back to the uh, the AO uh, West here. So I love the Castillo trade for both teams. Um, but I think the, the Mariners needed Castillo as bad as uh, the Reds <laughs> needed to get rid of him and get a farm system. So it worked for both teams. Um, and they didn't have to give up uh, Kellenic. I don't think they really wanted to give up there yet. Um, Marte is kind of a, is a guy that they didn't have a full on place for yet. Like he was kind of a future piece and the Mariners are clearly in win now mode, you know, like, um, everybody's behind him. I'm a closet ranger or, or I'm a closet Mariners fan right now. Um, and I, I kind of like the sneaky Jake lamb too. Yeah. Um, I think that's sneaky. Uh, they've been adding like these fringe veteran, like, um, decent hitters over the last couple of years. And, um, Eugenio Suarez, for instance, has just gone absolutely nuts in a Mariners uniform this year. Um, but they also ended up sending a reliever to Kansas City. It's not a big deal. And Casali coming in uh, for to back up uh, Cal Raleigh. So, yeah, I liked all the moves. To me, it actually just popped in my head. Now, the Castillo edition kind of reminds me of years ago when the Brewers got CC Sabathia, mm. uh, and you just get that one piece that comes in, and I think Castillo could have just a monstrous impact where like suddenly at the end of the year, you're like, how did he get Cy Young votes in the AL? It's because he was that good down the stretch for them, leading them to the playoffs. I really love what they did. I like when I see a team like this, push the chips in and say, all right, we're going for it. And I mean, you mentioned all the other additions, Matt boy, Kirk Casale, Jake lamb, just add some depth to your roster. It's all going to come down to the young players there. You know, Kellenic back up in the big leagues, just hit a home run. J rod, obviously their superstar, but it's an A grade for them. I really do hope they make the playoffs. And we go from them and we flip to the other end of the spectrum with the Angels. Wow. God, How man. much has this fallen apart for this team? And they basically just took these moves that were maybe their top two moves of the offseason. And they kind of just punt here. They, they signed their closer to that extension. Four years, $58 million for Rizal Iglesias. Now he's gone. They signed Noah Syndergaard to, to be like this final piece that they bring in to actually get a starter that, that's going to be decent. He's gone. And then they give up Brandon Marsh as well. Um, you know, the prospect return, we'll see how much you like Logan O'Hop, but not a good deadline for the Angels, although I think they really had not much they could have done anyway. No, I it, it, you kind of were looking at this wondering, okay, do the Angels know how terrible they are? You know, like, are they willing to really start tearing this down? And you started hearing some Shohei rumors, which I honestly thought were never going to happen. Um, and still, I don't know how that plays out. Um, but you see these, like the Noah move, I think makes sense for them. And yeah. the Iglesias move makes sense for them. You know, like they were both in place to be on a run this year. And I think it, it, it's funny to think about it, like T's not here right now, but he had them. uh winning the division this year and that's why we don't have him here anymore <laughs> uh and um 
it, I mean, they were just so promising for a couple weeks this year, and you were just like, wow, they can put it all together. Mike Trout's hitting, and now we've got an injury and all this stuff. Shohei looks like the only bright spot. Um, and but they they give away Brandon Marsh, who's like a player that you can build with. I don't understand why you give him up for essentially, I know it's the different trade, but essentially like in my head, you're bringing him back for Mickey Moniak who has struggled the entire way. And it's just the, like one of the worst recent number one picks. And it, I don't know. It's just rough. Um, the Iglesias move did bring back angels and NL or AOS legend, Jesse Chavez. We cannot, uh, uh, forget about that. He's played for three of the five AOS teams, um, and been in LA quite a few times. I think that's pretty funny. Um, but really, they just got nothing back. Essentially, um, I know that Jack is high on a hop, but I I hate bringing back a catcher in a controllable um, outfielder yeah. <laughs> like trade. That just sucks. Um, F minus maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's. You know, Tucker Davidson is maybe the best piece I feel that they got back, and he struggled this year. So, mm-hmm. and struggled in AAA, not just at the big league levels. It, it's, you know, Tucker's I, a JB I, fan as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. That is true. Shout out to Tucker. But, uh, yeah, I look at, at trading Iglesias, and I think that it's good to get off the money, but it also kind of forecasts where they're going to be the next three years. I mean, he was supposed yep. to be your win now closer. Now, are you not winning now? And then what are you going to do with Shohei? That's going to be the biggest story of the offseason because I feel like in some respects, should they trade him if they know they can't sign him? Also, though, you trade him and you're left with Mike Trout, Mike Trout and a bad back and nothing else of value. They're in a bad spot. They're in a really bad spot. So let's move over to your Rangers here. Uh, not that active of a deadline. We thought they might trade Martin Perez. Hang on to him. Does that mean he's going to get an extension? We'll, we'll figure that out in the offseason. But uh, just a little deal for, for Matt giving up Matt Bush. And that's about it here. Yeah, I actually love it. Um, you know, like we're, uh, officially on the article, we're going to give them a C because they didn't do much. Um, but I kind of look at this as a pass fail and I, I see this as a pass, you know, like the Rangers previously in, in other deadlines where they were like on that marginal wild card run, they just like kind of all went for it and kind of didn't, we're not patient enough to let some of the players develop. And I, really think Chris Young is guiding a great ship right now. Like this is a good thing going. We've got it going. And I think trading Matt Bush, I loved him. His story is really cool. Like coming out from all of his history and everything like that, being able to have so many uh, years in this bullpen with the Rangers has been fun. Um, And I really think like sending him off to the Brewers is good for him. Um, He's not going to win in Texas. So like at least give him a chance to be on a first place team, even though they've got issues with the whole trading their closer thing. Um, but I, I like um, Anthony Kelly. I think with a really high ceiling for what he is for getting him from Matt Bush. I think I like that signing, but and I also like not sending Martin Perez away. He denied multi-year contracts, other teams to come onto a single year contract with the Rangers and prove himself and I think it's where he wants to be. We need a leader in the clubhouse for a lot of young pitching. Um, and clearly he's dealing and John Gray can't even get on the field. So, you know, we might as well, we might as well have him. I, I, I'm a big proponent of it. I really wish we would have moved Matt Moore. I think there was um, something there. Um, but I think my, my biggest miss for the, for the trade deadline was we did not bring Gallo back. 
Yeah, they should have. That would have been so much fun to see them get it back a year later. Uh, goes to the Dodgers instead. I look at where they're at, and obviously they're nine games out, it looks like, here, the wild card. So the chances of them going on a legitimate run obviously are slim, but you're clearly trying to win now. And as much as I'm usually of the opinion that if you have a pitcher like Perez, deal them and get a return. Just get returns. Like, I look at what the Rockies do with Daniel Bard, and I'm like, what are they thinking? If you're going to keep this guy beyond this season, or even if you don't, if it helps them be a little more competitive and you have some younger pieces that are kind of breaking through the roster, at least you're just not in that point where you're in September and every game feels meaningless. So it's fine. Like you said, if we're calling it a pass fail and they pass, I, I won't argue with you on that. I think it's kind of a deadline where they didn't do much, but there's some teams where you're okay with them not doing much, where there's others like the Rockies where I don't see any direction. I'm just like, well, then just get something. I don't feel like that with this Rangers team. Uh, when it comes to rebuilding, the athletics have been wheeling and dealing more than any team in this division. They pretty much flop the offseason trades and similar strategy here going for closer to MLB ready guys. And it didn't work out for them before. So now you trade Montes and Trevino in the one deal. And that's basically it. Uh, we could have seen them trade Sean Murphy with, with the more control. I don't know if they just set the price tag so high that no team could meet it. Um, they could have traded Ramon Lariano, held on to him. They got both of these guys next year. So the conversation gets pushed to the off season. I imagine they still could be dealt, but what are we giving them as far as a grade here? Um, I, you know, they did move something, you know, so at least they, they did, they were living and active <laughs> to some yeah. degree and they make their money. Oakland has made their story on pulling these deals for nobodies. And then they end up being somebody. So I think this one will kind of remain to be seen, but I'm nervous about it. So I have them at a C as or a C plus as well because they did move two guys they needed to, but they kept two guys they probably needed to move as well. You did talk about the years of control that the other two have left, so it's not that big of a deal. But um, I was talking to Arm about this this weekend when we were together when Montas did move, and he was saying like maybe teams were just more scared of the shoulder than he thought, you know. Um, but the guys they got back. It's a remain to be seen, but I'm nervous about it because it could end up looking just horrible for the A's. Um, they've got three guys that are close to the major leaguers or close to the major leagues, but they're still in the minors and they're not like top half of that system. And so, like, I just I'm not excited about that. That just screams, you know, fifth starter to me. Um, and if you get three fifth starters and a second baseman back for for Trevino and 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 Manaya or uh, Montas, then then that's just not good for me. Yeah, it's I don't I look at the the trades they've made already. It just feels so similar to the returns they got back this offseason. And like I said, none of those have worked out. And I mean, you know, Christian Pache is a better prospect than any of these guys. And that, you know, has not worked out for yeah, them so far. That's so still rough. it's it's a team that. So Shea Langoliers might be the best prospect they've gotten in the last year. That's true. That's true. That's the one piece that they, they did hit on. And that's why we thought they were going to trade Murphy because this guy is basically ready. So I don't know. And you have that. Tyler Soderstrom. Like what? What, what are you doing? I They're just, just going to be the catchers instead of the athletics. Yeah, I think as we get to all these different episodes of State this week, the conversation to me is just why was there not more movement? I feel like there was a big game of chicken that was played where maybe teams that were selling set prices so high and the buying teams just ultimately decided not to meet those prices. And there's a lot of good players that you almost feel like are being wasted now in teams where 
they're not going to be playing important baseball down the stretch here. But overall, I think if we look at this division at the deadline, there's two teams that are going for it, and they got a lot better in the Astros and the Mariners. You know, you look at the Rangers, and and they kind of just sat there in the middle. The Angels have have not a clear direction and are kind of um, continuing to to make things look worse and worse with everything. That thing's going to get worse over there. It's it's going to get bad. And the Athletics, it's a team where you almost give them that C plus simply because they're the Athletics, and it works out for them somehow. But there's no path right now where I see it actually happening. Absolutely. So that was the state of the AL West. Make sure you're following along on our YouTube channel and the podcast feed for all the other editions this week. We're doing trade deadline grades for each uh, division in baseball.